This is the 12 Songs of Christmas, today with Low. My name is Alex Rawls, and this is my podcast about Christmas music. This week's episode is an exciting one for me because I got to talk to Alan Sparhawk and Mimi Parker of the rock band Low, whose music was dubbed slowcore, among other things, in the 1990s when they didn't sound quite like anybody else. In 1999, they recorded Christmas, an EP that was first off unlikely for an alternative rock band because alternative rock bands didn't make Christmas music at the time. And it was even more improbable because it was excellent, and it it still is excellent. They didn't treat the project like some kind of half-assed capitulation to the record label and instead gave it the same kind of lyrical and musical integrity that they invested in their music the rest of the year. The album produced a number of memorable musical moments. The Gap picked up their hazy, distorted version of Little Drummer Boy for a commercial. And their song, Just Like Christmas, is becoming a Christmas rock standard for those who came of musical age in the 90s. I talked with Alan and Mimi, who spoke to me from their home in Duluth, Minnesota. We talked about that EP, their Christmas releases from recent years, their relationship to Christmas music, and more. And we'll get to that now on this special episode of 12 Songs. I want to talk about your Christmas music in a moment, but first I want to know about what Christmas music you listened to growing up. What was your experience with Christmas music when you were younger? Hmm. You guys can sing music. I don't know. My... Yeah. We didn't, yeah, I don't remember really listening to a lot of Christmas music, but I remember singing more Christmas music than listening. You know, just sitting around and either my sister would play guitar or my mom would play guitar or accordion or something and we, we would sing. Yeah. yeah, we would sing just, you know, kind of standard Christmas stuff. Yeah, I grew up. I guess it was kind of like, yeah, probably more like it would be church tunes, you know, and there's a lot of that and mm-hmm. carols and everything like that. But I don't know, your your sister your sister is like the most oh, she yeah. listens to she can't wait until the, the stations as soon as yeah the station that switches the first to Christmas music and she'll listen to that song. She is she's on board the whole season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean some of my I don't know. I remember some of the classic things. Uh, I don't know. Was there a Dean Martin? Dean Martin Christmas? Probably. I seem to remember (laughs) that a record about that. I don't know. That sounds like something your dad might listen to. Dean Martin Christmas. Yeah. Well, that would be a little off the. He's more of, Mel, more of a Mel Torme oh, yeah. guy, but yeah, more, I don't know. Uh, my dad, my dad wrote a Christmas song back back in the eighties. That's really? right. What was it? Yeah, um, um, I love Christmas. It's called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you know kind of a. I remember he actually he actually pitched he actually gave cassette of the song to uh tony bennett hmm. when we when, when when we met him just think how your life would change to tony bennett had covered tony bennett i love covered. christmas yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> so was it not a 
do you have any sense of why it wasn't a part? Christmas music wasn't more a part of your your life uh, as when you were younger. Um. Well, we lived in the middle of nowhere, and so we would have either had to, you know, bought the the records or the eight tracks or whatever we were having, because there wasn't the other radio stations. Yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't a so much a thing. They'd probably throw in a couple Christmas songs here and there, but it wasn't like today, yeah. where you find these stations and they're just playing Christmas songs. So yeah, it was just singing, yeah. yeah, singing together more. I don't know. We didn't really. Yeah, you'd hear a little bit here and there, but yeah, music, yeah, Christmas music memories for me is more just seeing them. Singing yeah, I mean, I remember we had a couple Christmas books, Christmas song books, you know, yeah, that we would just, yeah, go through and play the strum ones. Through, yeah. yeah, strum through them and sing them. Did that play a, a, a role at all in your sense of, the sense of possibility for you as a musician that this is a thing you could do? I think so. It, well, at that point, it was just me didn't think about it. You're just, hey, you want to if you want to hear a Christmas song, got to sing it yourself, yeah. you know? Sure. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think I'll, honestly, when I was a kid, my mom would my mom had been an aspiring an aspiring country singer. So she brought music into the house really early and she would sing and she kind of taught my dad to sing. <clears throat> so it was it was real normal for us to just sit around and sing songs and you know yeah I mean and then kind of stepping into later on yeah I mean you know I think I think once you you know I think sort of some of the natural processes when you know when we first started the band you know a lot of our contemporaries you know you know it was kind of like you do covers and different things and mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, the idea for doing Christmas stuff for us, I don't know, did it come up? I think someone actually asked if we would do a, a seven inch once. And, and that and was we kind did, of, yeah, because yeah, we the, did um song for Little Baby Jesus. And remember, because yeah, we got the yeah. seven inch because it's got that, it's red with that drum snare. Yeah. And the leaves. Yeah. So we were, got, we were asked yeah. to do it. Yeah, we yeah. were asked to do it. So and I think, then I think once mm -hmm. we did the one, and then it kind of opened. Kind of cracked it open a little bit, like, oh, that's interesting. But, you know, yeah. we the yeah, the the doing covers, sometimes ironic covers, was sort of a norm in in sort of independent music. You know, people would do covers, and sometimes, and but yeah, they, I think when we started thinking about it, we thought, well, let's. I, I don't know that we had a conversation necessarily where we we're like, let's take this seriously, or let's let's actually try to actually make some real. Okay, well, obviously we did Christmas because music, we, but, we tried. We well, we it. tried. It wasn't, I don't know that we were necessarily <laughs> conscious about, I don't know, it wasn't a conversation necessarily, but I think we kind of went in knowing that, well, it should be legit if we take it tongue in cheek. Oh, sure, sure. Oh, no, no, we were serious really about it. Is that what you mean? Yeah. I mean, we yeah, were serious. serious. Yeah. We, we just, I mean, after we did that single, I think we thought, hey, we're, we're almost halfway there. Yeah. You know, why don't yeah. we? And it might have been, I'm trying to think if there was anything else too. out at that time. So maybe we, maybe it was good timing to put yeah, something not a lot, out. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, hadn't, mm -hmm. it hadn't dawned on sort of the independent music scene and people necessarily to do yeah. a whole record of Christmas stuff. But I don't know. Yeah, there's, there were a lot of examples, you know. But that wasn't even a question. I guess we're, we're, yeah. we're way off topic. <laughs> okay. 
the I, actually, but I was gonna that I was gonna go there. That so part of because you decided to do a Christmas EP, you decided to do it, and at that point you were that was your fourth or fifth release. Yeah, we were a few, yeah. yeah, four or five records, and, right. mm-hmm. and we had been kind of dabbling, been dabbling. dabbling a bit in re- kind of home recording. Yeah, and uh, so we were, yeah, that was sort of a, the right moment. Mm-hmm. So, I, I've talked a number of times to musicians who found that they that it, it was to get other people in the band to work with them on Christmas music was work or to hire people to play the music with them in some cases was work because for better or worse we sort of associate christmas music frequently with our parents and it feels like it's part of another world and sort of not you know it's not necessarily the cool music and you know and it ended up being kind of a negotiation in a lot of cases to get it to happen and so i was wondering it's it sounds like this is some conversation y'all had or something y'all had to think through but Mm-hmm. How did you put together sort of in the middle of, you know, sort of at a point when you're sort of, st- you know, you're you've started a career, but you've still got room to go and deciding we are now going to do Christmas music? I don't know. Yeah, I think it. I remember feeling kind of like a little bit of a going out on a limb, mm-hmm. you know, but. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, well, like I said, we had, we had kind of been eased into it. You know, we had done, someone asked us to do a single and that, that ended up being a good experience. And then someone asked us to do a song for a compilation and was like, Oh, okay. Well that mm-hmm. wrote another song. And by, by at that point we realized, I, I guess we could, you know, to me, to me at first, the big question was like, could we write a Christmas song? Is that possible? You know? And I guess once we had done one or two, then sort of, the possibility that well, I guess we could could do a whole record, and you know, and again, like Mim said, it was, it was a little bit ahead of kind of fully accepting. You know, I mean, I, I suppose every generation that there's there's a certain point, you know, where you're you're either fighting against you're fighting against the nostalgia or the, or the past, and at some point you you start then looking back and you're able to sort of reconcile with yeah. with parts of the past that, that you can kind of connect with what you're doing uh so yeah it, it seemed a little novel when we were younger uh but then you know at this point at this age it, it wouldn't seem that odd to you know, you know we've, we've done a bunch of we've done a lot of covers at this point so it's not so weird you know we've done a rihanna cover we've done joy division covers we've done Oh, now, yeah, BGs, sure. You know, just, just. Well, I don't consider it. Christmas as covers, really. Well, you, you know. Yeah, but there's I mean, a little bit of a sense that you're step, you're stepping out of like here's our, here's our general band sort of pool agenda, not or agenda. I don't know pool of. Here's what we do, and I don't know. Go doing the Christmas thing was intentional. It was, it was like, okay, let's write sure. stuff that's in this vein, which is, which. Which which was weird, I think. Which was it's sure, a different stuff. It was, yeah, to me, it's I mean, similar to doing. Well, that's because not because in the past, really, none of our songs were. We never chose a topic, right? And okay, we're going to sing about this now, or this song is going to be about yeah. this. Plus, you plus, know, so uh, when you're when you're choosing a topic, it's definitely yeah, you know. Uh, plus, there's covers on the record. I mean, it's interspersed with covers. Yeah, and, yeah. We thought, so. well, we can write a few songs, and we'll just. 
I mean, but yeah, I remember, I remember thinking, oh, I don't want this to be really cheesy. I don't want it to be, you yeah. know, and it was I don't the, want it to it, be special and yeah, kind of sweet or something, maybe. We probably would have overthought it if we were this old. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we would, we would, if we did it today, we'd ruin it. We probably, no would, we probably would have never got finished. Yeah. <laughs> it would sound not like Christmas at all. No. <laughs> Was there a song? I mean, you obviously started Sweet Baby Jesus. What were the challenges in writing a Christmas song? Well, like I said, being being intentional, you're kind of saying, okay, I'm going to write about this. And unless, I mean, you know, there's some some people write that way. Some people will say, you know, oh, this, I'm thinking, I've been thinking about this lately. I'm going to write about it or I've been feeling this. So I'm going to see if I can get it out in a song. I, I don't know. For me, it's always inspiration is very random and you you have to in many ways clear clear away all of what you think you should be writing before or any, any inspiration actually comes in so to be able to kind of step and say okay well can i intentionally write something that sounds like christmas or you know and I, I don't know i mean well i think uh, before that you know you have to get over you know christianity and religion there's some loaded it's loaded. Lot, it's loaded language it's that loaded yeah exactly language. that's one and of for you to dive into that you start kinda, using those you have to admit to a few things you yeah. know like oh well, maybe i believe in the you know in the christmas story you know you yeah. have to you have to well if you don't and it's not it's not popular it wasn't popular and it's not popular so you kind of i felt like we were maybe putting ourselves out on a limb a little bit and we were i was hoping there wouldn't be a backlash mm. like look at those idiots well, you know, believing in Christmas or what do you know? <laughs> I knew those guys were cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. Slow music. Well, I, I wonder, because I realize I don't know anything about this. I, I know you were raised Mormon. Did How does Christmas music fit into the Mormon tradition? <laughs> uh, it, uh, it's very much part of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, you know, we'll sing, sing carols in, in, in the, uh, meetings and once december starts yeah just sing late november yeah december start, there's a lot of carols at church and and mm-hmm. you know it's, it's it's sort of the core you know the, the the foundation of the religion not unlike most christian mm-hmm. religions so 
Was it a, was this a moment where you, because I, I can't put my memory back into sort of where, all sort of how all this works pack, uh, backwards. Was, was your faith or your upbringing, was that public knowledge or how public a knowledge was it when you got to Christmas? I was, it was somewhat known. Well, I know in England, they certainly <laughs> made a big deal. Every yeah. interview we did, every, yeah, every there was article, a, they always they referred to they, it. They mentioned it. Apparently, I, I don't know, it took a long time before U.S. press and people would were comfortable with talking. Yeah, about, I don't think the it. U.S. really, still they don't. didn't dwell on <laughs> it. They, didn't. they still don't ask about it. Really. Yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah uh, that's true. So it was a little bit of a mixed bag. It's fine. Yeah, it was out. And I don't know, you know, I, if there's anybody who has any problems with it, I, they haven't they haven't gotten in our face about it. So, yeah. so it's, it's never been really anything that I felt was uh, difficult to reconcile with, mm-hmm. with rock and roll or anything like that. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, it, oh, I'm sorry. I probably I think we cut you. Did we cut you off halfway through the the question? No, no, you did fine. No, I yeah. and I was just exploring that because I realized like I that. You know, I I just feel like if we're going to talk, you know, that if you do okay. have faith, it feels like you have to sort of at some level engage it uh, in these conversations, and even if even if it's just how does it factor into your position as a uh, as an indie rock band? Because as you say, for a lot of people, that's either not where they are, or in a lot of cases, it's not cool. And mm-hmm. so I was just trying to do the timeline in my mind and figure out was this a conversation or was this sort of a way of you know, or was this part of the challenge of doing this was just sort of saying, yeah, here's kind of where I am in the world and here's where I yeah, am in my I, faith. I remember having a thought or maybe even talking about it, you know, basically, well, the cat's out of the bag, you know, right. so we might as well, well we might as well just go. Yeah. There. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, we've, we've, we've never, we've never felt like we've made you know, our faith and agenda and in, in the music, we, it comes out. I know it comes out and, you know, as we write things, I'll see things and I'll see phrases that come out and, and I'll look back and go, okay, well, I can see where that, that came from, from sort of our faith or sort of some of the background or some of the language from, from our religion. But, um, oh shoot, what was I saying? Um, it was my train of thought also. That it that it was a oh. we we hadn't been hiding. Yeah, it, it wasn't been, really hidden, but then yeah. it's out. But yeah, when the when the Christmas the idea to do the Christmas thing came along, I, I remember feeling like, oh well, this is a this is a great way for us to, in an honest way, mm-hmm. sort of engage this this thing, and and we, and we can be honest about it, and, and and use these words and use this language, and 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 it's and and. And it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, the nice thing is it, it doesn't feel ironic to us. We actually believe this stuff. We actually, we actually, you know, it, it means something to us. So, so that was nice. We actually, we actually, you know, it, it helps if you mean what you're singing. And, and at the same time, it was nice to be like, well, yeah. this is a nice I mean, way that- to, this is a nice way to embrace that and put that out and have it be part of what we create, you know. Um, and honestly, we thought, wow. Well, Who's gonna buy this little Christmas? Uh, yeah, we, like, yeah, we like let's just do it. It was kind of like let's just do it for it's fun. It's more of the fans. Yeah. You know, we will sell it at shows. Yeah, and, and I mean, not that it's, you know, not that it's massive. It's massive, anymore. but it's really of all the recordings that we have, it's if it it's definitely like paid for itself over and over. I mean, even it's, this year we've got like a little commercial that somebody's gonna use it. 
or a song from it, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's been kind of a... Yeah, and it was, you know, uh, John Peel over in, over London had been playing us on his show, but when the Christmas record came out, he mm-hmm. was like, this is really great. And he went to the daytime DJs and said, you guys should be playing this during the d- daytime on BBC One. And, and it was in a, around BBC, that's basically mm-hmm. BBC One's a TV station. But um, yeah, so the, the, there was a lot of doors that had opened for us. Uh, you know, it, it, it uh, initially was really pretty, like the, the British press really liked it. And we kind of had this really, you know, it did okay in the US and fans and whatnot, but there was sort of this jump right away there. And we, mm-hmm. you know, the next record that we, regular record that we put out was taken a lot more seriously. And, you know. Mm-hmm. After we've spent all the money on the super heavy thought process about like what it was doing and what it was saying as far as you know our our faith and where you know i don't know just it's just, just a christmas screaming songs. yeah yeah it's it's hard not to it's hard not to sing a christmas song and and, and really kind of come back to your 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 foundation and, and be honest and and uh and for the, for the right reasons, you know. Now, I, I read in another interview, you said at one point that little drummer boy saved the band. Oh. <laughs> yeah. How, yeah. What we, did you mean by that? Well, we, you know, we, we had, uh, I think that record had been out for a year or two and we were, you know, we we're just kind of plugging away touring um, and we were pregnant. Mim, Mim got it would have just it came out in 99 yeah no so then we were, a year or two yeah, later you got, you got pregnant and Alice we were, was born in 2000 we had just found out that you were pregnant and just financially we were like well we're we'll have to take at least this, if we're going to take this much amount of time off we're, we're probably not going to be able to afford this and we were just starting to look at look at options you know looking at you know okay jobs this and this and this and uh, but yeah, this uh, we and we were on tour actually, and got a call that uh, the Gap was going to use a Little Drummer Boy for a TV commercial, and you know it wasn't a ton of money, but it was it was definitely enough money to where we're like, oh, wow. oh no, it was we really good take... money well, back then. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. It was money. enough. It was that more we money knew... than we had ever right seen for sure. Yeah, and it was it was enough to where we knew, oh, okay, well, if we have to take 
half a year off or eight months yeah, or whatever we'll okay. it's, it's gonna be it'll be fine and we'll we'll be able to it's interesting though because you know when we little drummer boy we once once the christmas we record out. was out we we had <laughs> a, couple a couple of people returns. send it back to us telling that telling us that that track number something i don't remember with there's something wrong four, with track, track four three, <laughs> yeah it was little drummer boy <laughs> ah, yeah. it's because it's yeah it's because it was a little it was a little ahead of its time for, for, uh, for yeah. digital destruction mm -hmm. I, I was gonna ask what is that drone um, that's, it's a, uh, we, we have, there's this old keyboard called an Optagon or Optagon. It's a op optical organ is what it is. It was, it was this player organ, uh, that, uh, Mattel actually built and, and marketed back in the seventies It's sort of as a home keyboard, you know, player keyboard, you can sit at home and press the button for the beat and then play chords and a chord organ kind of thing but yeah it had these discs yeah like plastic you know, discs the different you... sounds were these mm -hmm. weird discs that you put in that then would it would read and use for to make the sound and it's just really rickety weird that's and a little drummer boy you little drummer boy little drummer yeah boy too. and okay. then i'm distorting it through some stuff that kind of really makes it otherworldly but we use that actually that organ on uh um just like Christmas, the first song on the record, just like Christmas, the the drum beat and a lot of the the, the bass and sort of the organ yeah. is this player. I'm just playing this player organ and it's doing all this stuff. And then we kind of added a few tracks and it, you know, it sounds like a it sounds like a big Phil Spector band. And it's like, no, we we did it in our basement <laughs> on a on a player keyboard. And and uh but yeah, we use that a lot on that. And yeah, that song, yeah, I think people just were taken aback because it was it was really it's a really weird distortion. Well, it was kind of a departure for us too, for sure, yeah. you know, from what we put out. Just like Christmas, what is the story? What's the story behind the lyric? Oh yeah, on our way from Oslo, on our way from Stockholm. Yeah, um, that's just I don't know. I, I wrote I wrote this song. It was just a, a memory from when we were on tour, and it, I mean, basically the song just tells the story. Yeah, we were on our way, and it started to snow. And then turned to me and says, Oh, look, it looks like Christmas. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, it's not. And then we got uh, the time we got, got to Oslo. Oslo. <laughs> it was warm. We were back 
close to the shore, so the you know, uh, we got lost in the way the show. The beds were small because the hotel. <laughs> it's it's really kind of just telling a mundane story, but it but it's really a. I don't know. It's just, it's just, yeah. Oh, look, looks like Christmas. Every once in a while on tour, you can have moments where it feels light and happy, like Christmas. Yeah. So. But no, I don't know. Yeah, that song fell together fairly quickly and unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. Is, I mean, I know that little drummer boy because it was in the commercial has been really big, but. In my mind, at least, just like Christmas is kind of the the endure the most enduring song off of it. Has that been your experience? Is that the one that people go back to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's the one that's been the most <laughs> played in grocery stores and yeah, I think so stuff like that. But uh, yeah, friends, it's, friends, friends. It's, yeah, favorite songs of friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. I don't know. It's it's short. It's sweet. It's catchy. Mm-hmm. Sing along. It's got bells. Mm-hmm. On our way from How does it feel to have a song that has become a part of people's Christmas and a part of people's holiday celebrations? It's, it's great. I mean, it's, it's surreal. I mean, I think of I think of songs that are sort of anchors in my life, and mm-hmm. I mean, to be part of that, or you know, to be to be part of the the vast universe of sort of people reaching out to each other and. Uh, yeah, it's really sweet. You know, I have some kids, friends of my kids will tell me that, yeah, you know, when, when Christmas season hits, my mom puts your CD and that's all we listen to all, all Christmas. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, and it's so like, bad. oh, it's like, yeah, well, it's bad, but no, that's yeah. pretty, yeah, it is, it's, yeah, it's really sweet to have that. You know, yeah. Because Christmas is very unique and those songs bring people to a certain place, you know, and if we're just being part of that, I guess, I'm glad that people listen to that CD and they, and it make, I think it makes them happy, you know, and I think it, it gives them something and, yeah. and uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's, all you, that's, that's the best. All you yeah, that's all for. you can hope for. I mean, you can make your art and, you know, mm-hmm. try to bury your soul with your heavy creations or whatever, but man, there's, there's something pure and, and ultimately a lot more um, satisfying about sort of just delivering the message and getting out of, getting out of the way and, mm-hmm. you know. have you heard Tracy Thorne's version of taking down the uh, taking down the, the tree I have yeah yeah 
yeah, it's really, that's, that was extremely flattering. She's, she's an amazing artist. What was, what was, was there a story behind that? Or was that again, just sort of an image that you captured? Oh, taking down the with tree. Tracy? Yeah. With Tracy? No, doing your it? version. When you oh, wrote. our version. Oh, yeah, our version. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to, actually, it's hard to talk about without getting pretty emotional. But I don't know, the song's about being, I don't know, it just reminds, it was just imagery of being young and together, you know, when you're just trying to get, get life going and you don't have much and you got, you're working hard and anyway, Mm -hmm. it's just, yeah, just little, little images of, you know, and of course, ultimate, ultimately, those those moments and those images and those those sort of the sort of anchors of of memories that, that maybe were hard, you know, they they end up being sort of the foundation of of that relationship, you know, and those. Yeah, those things that you put up and took down and and broke together, you know, they more mean more than a lot of what happens later, you know. You returned to Christmas music in 2008 with Santa's coming over. Yes. 
should. Which, yeah. which, which sounds as much like a threat as a promise. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. one was, that one was fun. Yeah. yeah, that was fun to do. Yeah, so it's coming over. As, yeah, that started out as just this weird, scary riff. <laughs> and the word Santa's coming over came out. <laughs> sort of had to, had to be. It had to become a song, so. So was that just sort of a that just sort of an out of nowhere thing? Yeah, that song came out of came out of nowhere. I was just kind of fiddling, like I said, fiddling around with some other ideas, and it and it just the the phrase came out of my came out of my mouth, and oh, that's that's funny. That could be maybe we should do another Christmas song, but ah. uh, yeah, I think because it was <laughs> because it. <laughs> Because it came, it forced itself into existence. We, we then decided we had to record it. So mm-hmm. we were back, back in the game. Did you think of uh, of the coming of Jaw? Because on, it was on the uh, yeah, the sort of the putative B side. It was that also in your mind a Christmas song or? Um. Well, it's it's an old it's an old reggae song that we're kind of I mean we're kind of changing changing the lyrics a little bit. You know, but it's a yeah, the coming of Jazz on this little uh, tune. But um, no, I don't know. We're just we listened to a lot of reggae. Alan and was listening to tons of reggae. <laughs> to a, lot, a lot of reggae at the time. Yeah, and I, and I just thought this is such a joyful song, and and uh, and so I just thought we just give it give it a shot yeah. in our own weird way. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah, it's it's a bit of a. It's a little bit of an embarrassing attempt at reggae by <laughs> a bunch of far- farmers from from Minnesota, but yeah. uh, but it's it's a it's a it's a fun song. So, and, and you came back for Christmas one more time in 2016 for uh, some hearts at Christmas time. We oh did, yeah. yeah, So yeah, was that the, was good. What was That's the story there? I don't know. I think someone said, "Hey, you should write another Christmas song." Yeah. <laughs> or actually, was it? Did we do it for like a charity thing or something? Yeah. Oh yeah, I think that's what it was. It came. We wrote up, it. We put it out, and we had all the. There was uh, some. Yeah, the proceeds go to a charity. And I think that was our first digital. Yeah, I think it was like a digital single release yeah, or something. Yeah, I think so because it never came out on. No, I don't think so. Our, on vinyl, but yeah. We uh, yeah, I think. Part of that was also we were gonna we it had been maybe a few years or something or there was an anniversary and we were doing we were gonna do a tour in England mm-hmm. and do some shows and we thought well let's you know have something see, else have yeah. we were doing a Christmas kind of yeah out. Christmas tour yeah yeah a song for it so mm-hmm. anyway yeah I like that song a lot it's really beautiful.
there is a wintry sound to it, but I also like wonder is is being wintry easy when you live in Duluth? <laughs> yeah, we get a fair dose of it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if it's easy, but it's obvious. Yeah, it's <laughs> obvious. Yeah, we can when we, you know when winter is when hit, when winter is hit. Yeah, uh, we can we can imagine it at the drop of a hat. <laughs> Even in July. Yeah. Yeah, that which is yeah, you're kind of a little bit skating on uh, by one one subject, and that is that a lot of times when people do these recordings for Christmas songs, they're having to do them in the summer. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of story. I think they like Elton Elvis like turned the air conditioning oh, way serious? up and brought it brought in a snow machine or something and blew it all over. I don't know something about yeah, like know. that trying to get everybody in the mood, kind of get that <laughs> vibe going, but. I don't know. Yeah, we're never far from Christmas. Never we're far from, from Christmas. Or winter, I should say. Just ring some bells over something, and it, it'll it'll usually mm-hmm. usually Christmas Christmify it. Thanks to Alan and Mimi for the time and the talk. These days, you can find Lowe's Vansplaining video series on YouTube with Alan talking to young bands. And you can go to Lowe the Band on Instagram to see their Friday I'm in Lowe series where the Vansplaining guests play with Lowe. I'll put links to those accounts in the show notes. If you have thoughts on today's episode or people you want me to talk to or songs you want to turn me on to, let me know at 12 Songs of Christmas on Facebook. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to 12 Songs wherever you get your podcast content. In the weeks ahead, I'll have Big Frida, Stephen Draws to the Flaming Lips, Judith Owen and Harry Shearer, and more. I've got some good conversations coming up, and I hope you'll subscribe so that you won't miss them. Thanks to AF the Naysayer for the theme music, and thanks to you for listening. We'll finish with one more from Lowe. This is their version of Blue Christmas. Talk to you next week. I'll have a blue Christmas without you. I'll be so.